0: I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you, and most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. Jesus is worthy. People getting healed without anyone laying hands on them. It's... It's actually, it's just the nature of heaven. One of the the most beautiful things that we're discovering is God needs less help than we think he needs. And it's actually easy for God to heal people without us laying hands on them because he's God. Just thought I would slip that in there. And uh, how many people know he sent forth his word and healed them? And able to know that his presence is him. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. His presence isn't just a love note, it's not an extension, it's not his, his thoughts towards you. His presence is him. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Freedom. His presence is Him. And how many people know that healing isn't just something that He does, healing is something He is? That in His presence, there isn't cancer, there isn't uh, metal in bodies. Come on. There isn't deafness, there isn't arthritis, there isn't heart palpitations or lung disease or blood disorders or allergies or any of that stuff wow and his presence is him well and he is here right now and so that means you have permission to get healed in the presence of the one who is healing and I I actually uh as Darius was up here sharing I heard the word goiter (laughs) so you have permission for your goiters just to disappear I'm the only one excited about that, <laughs> for them to dissolve in his presence. There's all, I don't know if it's connected, but there's also a restriction in the throat that is disappearing right now. they are deviated septums that are being restored as you just sit in his presence. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. I shared this uh, already, but a few weeks ago, uh, in San Marcos, gave a word of knowledge for deviated septums, and a young lady raised her hand and said, "When you called out the word, I have never been able to breathe through the, the, my left nostril. When you called out that word, it instantly opened, and now I can breathe through my nostril." Which was awesome. But she came up after the service, and she said, "I, I, I call, uh, you know, I gave that testimony in service, but after service, she went to the bathroom." And she looked in the mirror, what she didn't say publicly is that the reason she couldn't breathe is because she was born with a deformed septum, a deformed nose. It actually was crooked, high up here, and she's looking in the mirror in the bathroom and her nose is now straight. Come on. Cur- <laughs> That's my Jesus. Creative miracles. Why? Because he's good. All right, that's my message. If we can have someone come up on the keys now, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> not yet. Give me five more minutes. <laughs> wow. But joking aside, I just feel like we're supposed to wait on his on his his presence for a moment. ha ha ha! Oh man. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just, just wait with me. Wow, here's the beautiful thing: He doesn't need anything from you. Huh. <laughs> we li- listen. We don't have to win His affection. <laughs> just let Him come. Huh. Wow. Yes. You're so good. Father, we love you. We love your presence. We want to observe your ways and your nature, your comings and your goings. We want to celebrate your nearness. Oh, Father. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Just come. whoa, Father. I oh, Thank you for what you're doing. Wow. In it, physically in brains and heads right now, Father, there's restoration coming over brain trauma. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, over tumors, over cancer, Father. Whew. Whoa, thank you for your grace. Uh, thank you for your grace over diabetes. Hmm. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. You know, you do have permission to be happy in his presence. You know, the Bible tells me that in his presence is fullness of joy. You said that with so much joy. (laughs) In his presence is fullness of joy. Not partial joy, not a measure of joy, not a percentage of joy, fullness of joy. <laughs> that when Jesus comes, he brings the kingdom with him. the, the kingdom is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When his presence comes, if you get happy, it's not a mistake. Come on. Come on. When his presence comes, if you get happy, it's not irreverent. It's in alignment. Hebrews 1 tells us that Jesus, who's the express image of the Father, literally means the exact likeness. Of the Father, it says, this Jesus who hated lawlessness was anointed with joy beyond his companions. Anointed with the oil of gladness or the oil of joy beyond his companions. What does that mean? It means Jesus was the happiest guy in the room. (laughs) Ha ha. <laughs> 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 Woo Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, Father, thank you. Left ear pop now in Jesus name whoa, whoa, thank you Jesus, (laughs) anointed with the oil of joy beyond his companions, I might have to change my message right now, thank you Jesus, whoa, we love you. His right hand, pleasures forevermore. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell him that you love him. We're going to move on, but can you just take a moment? Can you just take a love break and just tell him that you love him? In your own words, thank you, Jesus. We love you. We exalt you. We praise you. We magnify you. We exalt your name. We exalt your name. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, Alpha and Omega, the bright and morning star. Wow, the, the Lion of Judah, the Lily of the Valley. Thank you, Jesus. Our rock, our fortress, our strong tower, our deliverer, our strength. We love you, Jesus. King of kings. Wow. Come, thank you, Jesus. Listen, I feel that if God is brought breakthrough in your body or is bringing breakthrough in your body, I just want you just to interrupt my message. Just put your hand up and just say, God's touching this part of my body. We don't need the whole story right now. Just, just tell us that God is touching you. Why? Because he's good. Thank you, Father. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. There's a hand up. Thank you, Jesus. Is God touching your body? Thank you, Jesus. Can you say what part? Your head. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Just shout it out if God, if God's touching you. We're gonna, the neck. We're gonna go after this at the end. We're gonna really release healing. But I just feel like we're supposed to just wait on God. Wow, listen. If if heaven showing up at church makes you uncomfortable, it it just means we have some growing to do. <laughs> Feet, come on! Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I. Yeah, I literally, literally was about to say I feel God releasing someone's shoulder, Yeah. Yes, you. But you did beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> that Holy Spirit, man, he's quick on the draw. <laughs> I uh <laughs> Wow, yeah. If she's feeling intoxicated when God touches you. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, vision's been called out a lot recently, but literally, I, I don't know if I ever called this out before, but um, cross-eyed, <clears throat> cross-eyed, that God is restoring that, and it's either, I don't know if it's permanent in some measure, or even connected to migraines, or it feels like that happens, uh, but God's releasing that in Jesus' name. Listen, just be bold, and just interrupt, just raise your hand, just shout it out, <laughs> I won't be offended, I will actually be like Jesus, and I will be happy, (laughs) but uh, all right, the message today is about the apostolic mandate, the apostolic mandate, because you can't be on a mission if you don't understand the vision, come on, and Habakkuk, Habakkuk, Chapter two, verse two. So uh, back it says, the Lord spoke to him and told him to write the vision and make it plain, so that those who read it may run. Amen. And we want to talk about the vision this morning, so that we can, so that we can see more clearly and run more intently. And I want you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter four. As we talk about the apostolic mandate, what is the apostolic mandate? And listen, we are, we are Bethel Austin. We are part of the Bethel, the Bethel movement, obviously out of Reading, California. And Bethel, how many of you will know Bethel is an apostolic movement? And we're going to jump into that, but I want us to read together in Ephesians 4, Let's start in verse seven. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity ha, Ha 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 He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended also, the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And here it is. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for... The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Come on, thank you, Jesus. We are on a mission, we have an assignment that we as the whole body of Christ are meant to be raised up until we reflect the full measure and image of Christ to the world. How many people think that sounds like a good idea? (laughs) and it's not our idea it's god's idea it's right here in the bible and he gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists pastors and teachers and we in the body have grown in our understanding of the of the latter four but the apostolic still is a mystery for some of us. And if we are gonna be on apostolic mission and carry an apostolic mandate, then we should probably understand what that ap- what the apostolic is and what that mandate looks like. Though the the our word apostle comes from the Greek word apostolos in the Greek. And that that word apostolos in the Greek, it was used a couple different ways in, con- in, in various contexts. And apostolos, uh, one was, it was for passport. It became used for the term passport, and that'll make more sense a little bit later. Uh, in its most strictest definition, it means sent one. But the context of sent one is this, and this is borrowed again from the Greek, and the Romans actually borrowed it and used it. And an apostle in Roman time, when Jesus used the term, and he gathered his 12 and called his disciples and and gave them the title, the term apostles. And then others were also deemed and called apostles apostles. Paul was obviously an apostle, amen? He referred to himself many times as that. That term that Jesus used, the context was Rome. In Rome, the apostle was the ad- admiral of an armada of ships sent to culturize a new land. And so the the, the emperor of Rome would send out an armada of ships. They would They would Conquer a land, right? And then they would send the apostolos, the apostle, and uh, a whole fleet of ships to come and land there, and their job was to culturize that land with the express intention to make that new land look just like home. And their job was to make that land look like Rome in, in all ways, is this starting to sound familiar, heaven to earth, to make it look like Roman always, and they would go, and they would build Roman roads, and they would build Roman schools, and they would teach uh, their language, and their their systems for economy, and math, and government, and they would decorate uh, their, their architecture, all of it was was built to model home to the point, here was the express express goal and intention was that when the emperor set foot on the new land, it would feel like he's at home, and we have a mandate from heaven, because how many people know that Jesus is coming back one day? And Jesus is coming back, and when he steps foot, the emperor, the real king of kings, when he steps foot, our job is to have it feel like home. To culturize this land, this conquered land, how many people know that Jesus, when he died on the cross, he took the keys of authority back from the devil? We just read it when he, he who, uh ascended first descended in his death he went down he took the keys back from the devil slapped them around a little bit said thank you I'll take these back and ascended on high and gave gifts to men and we now are on assignment listen here's just from from my study notes here's some highlight points The apostle was an admiral or commander of a naval expedition or fleet of ships, one who led the way into new frontiers. The word apostolos was originally a secular term used by the Greeks and Romans to describe special envoys sent out to establish the dominion of the empire. These envoys were sent to certain territories and charged to subdue, conquer, convert, instruct, train, and establish the new subjects in the culture of the empire, or in our language, the kingdom. The concept of apostleship revolves around the concept of being sent. Apostles were sent with the full power and authority of the empire or kingdom. It means that a person receiving the commission is exactly like the person who gives the order. (laughs) <laughs> now, what you don't know yet is this is going to apply to all of you. It means that the person receiving the commission is exactly like the person who gives the order. So when the ambassador, Apostolo, spoke, his words were counted as the words of his sender. When the apostolos acted, his actions were interpreted of those of his sender. The connection between the sender and the person who was sent was almost inseparable. He is in me and I am in you. But here's the thing about about. You know, we use this term, this role, the, the, the apostolos, this, this admiral who was sent, but how many people know he was never sent alone? You don't send a person to go culturize a land. He had a whole armada, a whole fleet that went with him, and so the message today is about apostolic teams and apostolic communities, and apostolic culture, because how many people know that the hundreds and hundreds of people who went were all on apostolic mission? And this pointing out the fact that that the, the admiral, that his words were counted as to the emperor and his actions to the emperor. But how many people know that anyone on his team, his team was connected to the apostle, and the apostle was connected to the king? And that, the, that anyone on the team, that they had the right to, to instruct, direct, lead, and to flip and transform culture yeah, with the emperor's authority. Say, I'm on the team. On the team. That, that he who was sent was almost inseparable from the one who sent. Do these words sound familiar? John 20, 21, Jesus said, As I was sent into the world, so I send you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. (laughs) How about this? Matthew 10, 13. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. The one who was sent was inseparable from the one sending. He who receives you, receives me, Jesus says. Thank you, Jesus. The grace of the apostolic. Apostolic brings cultural reform Through the governance of heaven. Apostleships govern through heaven's perspective. In Acts 15, the concerns were brought to the apostolic council. And the the, the context is some had gone out from them and they were and they were preaching and teaching something that was out of alignment with the governance of home. And it says, we've, we've heard that some have tried to lay upon you the fact that you need to get circumcised and you need to follow the law. Some, something, someone who went out got twisted and they weren't clearly representing home any longer. But they addressed this. In Acts 15, verse 28, by saying this, they send a letter sent to the Gentiles. and It says this, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. That's how it starts. To lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and us because they, they understand that they have a nat, they've been given a natural assignment to govern, but they're not the governor. They, they represent another. And their governance is this. Holy Spirit, what are you doing today? <laughs> Holy Spirit, what do you want to do Holy Spirit, how do you want to solve this problem? Holy Spirit, what is your solution? Holy Spirit, what is your answer? Holy Spirit, what are your thoughts? Yeah. They represent another. That apostolic teams are cultural reformers. They're gate gatekeepers. That how many people know that the model in the Old Testament is that the, the, the city fathers, that they would stand at the gates... Why would they be at the gates? Because that's where you get to decide what comes in and what goes out. How many people know that as ambassadors for Christ of heaven, that we are supposed to have authority and we get to decide what comes in and what goes out? (laughs) That we all are. In this room right now, and we get to decide what comes in. And we get to decide what goes out. As we lean into the guidance and instruction of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Culture reformers and gatekeepers, many people don't know what to bind and loose because they have lost sight or not or are not connected to the vision. you guys awake? you guys doing okay? Good, me too <laughs> Just do a happy check-in break. <laughs> Am I still happy? Yep. Okay, good. I'm in alignment with heaven. That many people don't know what to bind and loose because they've lost connection or don't understand the vision. How I many people know that if you're put on a ship and you're and you're set somewhere, right? You're just plucked out of a crowd and you're like, get on the ship and go. And you're like, where are we going and what are we doing? There's too many people in the body of the Christ, body of Christ that are like, "Where are we going? And what are we doing?" And then you get there, and all these people unload, right? And they're doing stuff, and we're we're milling around, twiddling our thumbs, going, "I have no idea what I'm doing." <laughs> but how many people know that that's not the mandate that Jesus has for us? That we're on assignment. And the assignment is cultural reform. It's it's making this land look like his land. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. We lost sight of the vision, but God is restoring the vision. Matthew 18, 18, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Anyone heard that verse before? Do you know that a better translation is that what you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and what you loose will have been loosed in heaven. In other words, you are binding what's already bound. My preaching is better than your responding. That that what you (laughs) loose, I think I'm funny. (laughs) That what you loose on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. (laughs) Listen, you're on apostolic assignment. (laughs) You're sent by the king. He's like, go and culturize the land. And so you get there, how do you know what to culturize? Because you look back at home and you go, what's that look like? What's happening there? Great, let's make that happen here. (laughs) What's, what's happening here that's not happening there? Let's stop that. Let's bind that. And all of a sudden, we realize what we are supposed to be binding and what we're supposed to be loosing. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We ask ourselves, does this line up with the culture from home? That, that again, that if we don't know what to bind and loose... Right, people are tweeting, but when you're on assignment, you're like, I know what my assignment is. My assignment is to build roads. Now, listen, the, the, the apostolos, large, hundreds and thousands of people sent to culturize regions, but they knew what their assignment was. And listen, these were, they were part of the military, but they weren't military convoys. They had, they had soldiers that went with them, but they had, listen, they had educators, they had craftsmen, they had those who built roads, architects, and teachers and lawyers. The, their job was to cultureize the environment, and it took all types of gifts, all types of callings, all types of skill sets. Listen, they came in and they and they shifted the currency. They shifted governance. They shifted education. They shifted architect. How many people know it's not just soldiers with swords and spears doing that? And every person, say, somebody say every person. Every person has an assignment. Even though their assignment looks different than the person next to them, this person person's assignment is to build the roads that look like home. But this person's assignment is to build the schools that look like home. All different, but all on assignment. And another reason people don't know what to bind or to loose is because they've lost connection with the vision of home. Now listen... The the apostolic assignment, right? We're not talking about a person, and office. We're talking about an an assignment. The apostolic assignment, look, apostle is not an hierarchy. It's like, oh, good, the greatest authority in the room. No, the apostle is commissioned by God to infuse vision that everyone can run. The apostolic anointing is to see home and constantly keep that connection from home alive here as the transformation happens. And uh, Pastor Bill Johnson has used this analogy a lot in the past, but in detecting counterfeit money, currency... Those who are tasked with that job don't study fake bills. They study the original. They study the original over and over and over and over and over again. They get it imprinted on them so that when something fake comes across their their vision, they go, that doesn't line up. And the key is they don't always even at first know why. They just know it doesn't match the original. And if you think your job is to study the counterfeit, you will get lost in confusion. The counterfeit flips and changes. It's always different. And you're not tracking as much as if you just study the original. And then you know when something doesn't line up. Apostolic mission is forerunner in nature. Where others say there is no way, the apostolic mission says we will make a way. That was just fun to say. Where others say there is no way, the apostolic mission says we will make a way. Do you you realize that when the convoy shows up, That one of their job is literally to make roads. Where there was no way, they make a way. (laughs) And the apostolic is marked by the accomplishment of impossibilities. Listen, there... There's an old governance here. It gets conquered. The apostolos comes in. Listen, yesterday, under the old gover- government, you could only exchange one type of currency. You come in with, with, with Roman currency. Yesterday, that doesn't work. Governance shifts, and now it works. What was impossible yesterday is now possible. What was outlawed yesterday is now legal. What was was legal yesterday but out of alignment with home is now illegal. Overnight. By nature, the apostolic mission goes and flips impossibilities on their head. In in an apostolic, in an apostleship, all gifts, offices, and talents find place to flourish. Already hit this, but but artisans are part of the apostolic mission. And architects and educators and builders and counselors and doctors and they're recreating an entire culture not just soldiers but even even the fivefold in the in the the offices that that is mentioned in Ephesians 4 we just read the apostle prophet evangelist pastor and teacher in an apostleship they all flourish yeah. Yeah. Right. why because they have vision and they know what their assignment is and how it works in the big picture. In a lot of places there's so much bickering between you know the these so-called offices and and you know a, a teacher can be threatened by an evangelist if they don't understand the mission. <clears throat> and an evangelist is always butting heads with the pastor if they don't understand the mission the mission Amen. and the prophet is freaking everybody out <laughs> 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 when they don't understand the mission and listen we've all we felt we have felt that confusion that tension right in church culture in the past but in an apostolic everyone understands the vision Oh, I know what my role is, my assignment is. I understand your role and your assignment and how we work together to accomplish heaven on earth. Thank you, Jesus. In an apostolic mission, we're supposed to own the airways. Now, the model that we just talked about, the Roman... The Roman Armada in those days they didn't have airplanes, and so they probably didn't you know mil- militarily they weren't worried about the air so much, but in current times, how many know that that uh, the governments have restricted airspace listen if you have if you have governance over a land. Part of binding and loosing is what comes through the airways. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Binding and loosing, what comes through the airways? Enemy aircraft can't just fly through your land. That they actually set up perimeters, not just in the land, but in the air. And actually, there is a declaration that this is our space. How many people know that we're supposed to live in an open heaven? (laughs) That we, under apostolic mission, as the body of Christ, that we are supposed to have authority on the land where our feet tread, but also in the air. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 6, 12, you've heard this before, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Or sometimes they say in the air. <laughs> that on apostolic mission, we take the land and we take the airways. Like we have an assignment to own the airways. Listen, in in Austin, Texas, we have an assignment to own the airways. Over this house, this church, we have an assignment to own the airways. It is is part of the reason why worship is so central and so important. that That we are breaking through and taking authority over our airways every time we worship. We're creating, listen, for the demonic and for the enemy, we're creating a no-fly zone. Listen, you can't come through here because we have dominion in the name of Jesus. How many people know the church is supposed to own the airways, not the new age? Not witchcraft. This is our land. This is our territory. These are our heavens. This is our airspace. You can no longer come through here. Depression, you cannot fly through here. Anxiety, you have no place here. Fear, you can't come through here. Confusion, you cannot come. This way, we have dominion over the air. In Jesus' name. And we have to know... (laughs) We have to be reconnected with the vision to know I'm on assignment. Oh, right, I'm supposed to have dominion over the airways. We are supposed to have dominion over the airways. Thank you, Jesus. Miracles are an indicator of the apostolic because because they demonstrate the governance of heaven. We have permission to strike judgment on what is out of alignment the The, the convoy are sent like what is happening if it doesn't reflect home out of alignment, you have authority in the name of Jesus to cancel that Amen. to speak judgment and listen, miracles aren't about the miracles themselves, they're about his nature and we shared last week, I think it was we we had two testimonies in the same week, the same day, shared about brain tumors disappearing in the presence of God. Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Dozens of other miracles, but two brain tumors disappearing. Why? Because that is out of alignment with heaven. <laughs> And they're finding a place where authority has been given over the land and the air. And they come in and that which was legal out there is now illegal in here. That is out of alignment. And I strike judgment against it in Jesus' name. Oh, huh. How many people know there's no poverty in heaven? Whew. How many people know there's no divorce in heaven? no homelessness in heaven that is true everyone has a home and a good father and we have authority to bind and to loose the heart of the father those people with 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 the testimony the brain tumors disappearing listen our lower level of thinking is, wow, another miracle, great, I can use that testimony, I can notch my belt, that's a, that's a miracle, great, that's low level thinking, God's heart is, wow, that person now gets to spend Christmases with their family for the rest of their life. God's thinking is that young couple who's newly married now has the chance to have children, watch them grow up, and to grow old together. That's the miraculous. It's not checking a box or notching a belt. <sighs> Ooh, the governance of heaven what we get to bind and lose. Thank you, Jesus. Now if I could have someone come on the keys. (laughs) I stretched my five extra minutes a little bit. Listen, we're just going to release grace right now. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. If you have any of the things that I called out earlier... I just want you to stand up. We're just going to release the heart of God, the deviated septum. Listen, rotator cuff uh, issue. I want you to stand up. I called out goiters, restriction in the throat. Listen, I saw earlier that someone, you had reconstructive surgery on the jaw, but there are still like some residual issues. Does that make sense to anyone in the room? Do you just... Go ahead and stand up. Any of those things that I called out earlier, migraines, adivated receptive growth, metal in bodies. Listen, if you have neuropathy, I see, we talked about the airways. I see like a spinning like a spirit confusion comes and actually things start to spin that's you stand up heart palpitations ligament damage fused vertebrae stiff joints it doesn't matter the grace of heaven is here I felt the left ear earlier very strongly. If you have hearing loss, hearing loss or deafness, I want you to stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. (laughs) Healing isn't something that he does. Healing is something he is. So I called out those things, but there's grace in the room. Even if I didn't call out Something, God is calling it out right now. If you came with something that you don't want to leave with, I invite you to stand to your feet. We're just going to release heaven right now. We're just going to take five minutes and then you can grab your kids. We're just going to release heaven right now. Now listen, the kingdom of heaven not eat or drink but righteousness peace and so much joy on that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness peace and in the holy spirit (laughs) in his presence is fullness of how much fullness not a measure not an inkling not a percentage fullness of joy Listen, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, when we pray, we sometimes try to, try to, to generate our own authority. We try to crank it up like, oh, Lord, let this happen, please. Instead of realizing all we're being is an ambassador for what he's already said. What he's already loosed for his nature, his heart. I feel the hip hip socket, it's kind of high up on the hip socket, like just above the ball part, up, yeah, God's touching that right now, in Jesus' name, listen, listen, either side, (laughs) so if you're standing for prayer, I want you just to put your hand up so we know who our targets are. If you're not standing for prayer, you're now on apostolic mission. Apostolic mission isn't to do your your bidding, your will, your job. It's to do, it's just to release heaven. And listen, there's a bunch of people standing. If you, if two people are standing next to each other, you have the right to pray for each other. Because the more you give away, the more you get. Is anyone excited to release heaven? All right, because we can go do something else. Is anyone excited to release heaven? Come on, one more time. Is anyone excited to release heaven? Come on, listen, we get to release what heaven's already released. And listen, just like the brain tumors, they're already coming to an atmosphere where that thing that they're carrying is now illegal, You don't have to generate your own authority. Just remind that thing that it's already come under authority of the name of Jesus. But as you pray, I want you to have fun. I want you to release joy. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to release you for 30 seconds to pray yourself. But listen, wait, stop, pause. I'm going to pray and I'm going to release you to pray for 30 seconds. But your job is to release the joy of heaven. The joy of heaven that carries the authority, it's already been loosed. If it wasn't already loosed, then we would have to work hard to release it. But if it's already loosed, all we have to do is loose it. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. We love you in this place. Father, I thank you for your grace whoa that's moving in the room father in jesus name father i thank you for hips god right now in jesus name i thank you for that pitch uh, disappeared i thank you for nerve damage disappearing i thank you whoa for hearing loss disappearing in jesus name i thank you for brain trauma father disappearing in jesus name Father, I thank you, God, for joys being restored, Father. Cartilage being restored, Father. Tumors and goiters dissolving in Jesus' name. Well, cancers fleeing, neuropathy disappearing. Because you're good, you're, you are healing, and you've already done it. We just come in agreement with what you've already done. All right, go. Your turn. 30 seconds. Release the joy. Listen, here's the word for you the judgment of joy. Well, you have authority to release judgment over what's come out of alignment with the original, with home, with heaven. And because it's already been decreed, you can release it with joy. Someone say joy. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. 15 seconds, release the joy.